With the draft just one day away, we discuss what positions the Islanders should prioritize with the 13th overall pick. Plus, the Islanders hire two new assistant coaches. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show as the draft is one day away as this podcast gets released. But if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question you'd like to ask, a comment about something we talked about, or a topic you'd like us to tackle on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, like uh, Bob from Massapequa, we are more than happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at Locked On Isles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter. The uh, Twitter handle is Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the This busy offseason that includes trade rumors, the draft, free agency, and anything else happening to the Islanders between now and the start of training camp in September. Something like maybe hiring two assistant coaches, which we will talk about a little bit later on in the show. But first, with the draft so close, I thought I would open the show today by talking about what the Islanders' biggest needs are. And it's not an easy question because you have to sort of factor in a lot of different things. Uh, Right now, you know, there's different kinds of needs that you need to address. First, there's what you need at the NHL level. And we've discussed throughout the offseason, the Islanders need at least one puck-moving defenseman and at least one bonafide 30-plus goal scorer to upgrade the offense a little bit. That's the short-term, you know, super short-term need. Now, the other thing is the organization. And we know the Islanders organization, not highly regarded as far as uh, depth is concerned in the prospect pool. Uh, The Hockey News recently did their futures issue, which they do every year in the spring, 
And out of 32 NHL teams, the Islanders were ranked 30th uh, as far as their prospect pool. And you look through the prospect pool that the Hockey News gave, which was really the top 10 prospects. Numbers 1, 2, and 3 were all forwards. That's Atu Ratu, Willem Dafoe, and Simon Holmstrom. Then you had goalie Jakob Skarik as the fourth and the only defenseman in the top five, Bodie Wild. And we all know Bodie Wild had a rough year. They loaned him to teams in Europe. He even struggled over there, mostly because he refused to get the COVID-19 vaccination. So out of the top five, you've got three forwards, one goalie, and one defenseman. But that defenseman is coming off kind of a lost season in a lot of ways and may have to work on getting back into the good graces of the organization. I am not sure how much Lula Morello will appreciate and respect a player who refused to get the vaccine when the team asked him to. Uh, I, I don't know, you know what the long-term results of that refusal is going to be. You go to the 6 through 10 area. 6 is Otto Koivula, a forward. 7, Samuel Bulduck, a defenseman. Tristan Lennox, a goalie, is 8. And then you have two forwards in Ruslan uh, Ishkov and Colin Adams rounding out that top 10. So out of the top 10, you essentially have two defensemen. Uh, one of them being someone who's kind of on the outs with the organization right now. That doesn't mean that relationship cannot be repaired. And the other one who is your seventh ranked prospect on a team that is ranked near the bottom of the prospect pool. So you take a first glance at it, and the Islanders need to add a puck-moving defenseman. And again, Robin Salo probably up there as far as players who might be able to fit in this year. Uh probably still one more year away from really being a full-time NHL player. And we know the Islanders really going to have to replace two defensemen this year because it is unlikely that Andy Green and Zdeno Chara are coming back. So there's that short-term need for a defenseman, and Lou Lamorello has said he wants to you know, make a hockey move and bring one in, whether that's via free agency or a trade or both. But long-term, the pipeline for defensemen, kind of dry. Sebastian Ajo, no longer very young, uh, probably a seventh defenseman in the organization. The guy they'll call up if they need a few games, but because of his lack of size, not someone the team is necessarily going to trust to play 20-plus minutes a game and 82 games a year. Uh, I I think that defense is probably where the Islanders need to go most if you're looking at replenishing the organization's prospect pool. Do they need forwards? Yeah, they do. 
They need some goal scorers. I think Dufour and, and Ratu certainly could address that. Uh, in the medium term, like two years down the road, a year or two, maybe three down the road. But, you know, you get to the 13th pick. A couple of things are in play. You could sort of concentrate on a position. I say puck-moving defenseman, then goal scorer are the priorities for the organization. Or you could say, we're picking 13th. Our board, we're going to have our top 10. The odds are pretty good that one player, maybe two, from our top 10 could fall to us at 13 because other teams have other needs and, and you know, may not uh, pick the guys that we have ranked in our top 10. You go to the 13th pick. If you're making that selection, you take the best player available on your list and then go from there. That's certainly one philosophy. So, and then obviously the other alternative is the all-in now idea of trading that pick, whether that gets you the puck-moving defenseman or the goal-scoring forward or uh, maybe some more picks where you have another bite at the apple. There's a lot of different things the Islanders could do. But to me, I would go best player available, but if I was concentrating on one position... Puck-moving defenseman or good-skating defenseman who can help that transition game. This team needs that in their organization pretty badly. And let's hope it's something they can get in this year's draft. Whether it's first round, second round, uh, you know, Lou Lamorello has a reputation for finding some mid-to-late-round gems. Maybe he can do it again, but the Islanders need to replenish the prospect pool because when these over 30 guys start to tail off and get older and need to be replaced if the islanders don't replenish the playoff uh, excuse me the uh, the depth in the organization the prospect pool this team is going to have some lean years ahead and we don't want to see that happening we have got more to discuss on today's episode we've got two new assistant coaches uh, who are going to work with Lane Lambert. We'll discuss them, a little bit about them, what they bring to the table. That plus uh, a member of the Islanders' four Stanley Cup teams is our Islanders' birthday of the day. So we've got all that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including the NHL draft, NBA, NHL, and NFL futures, and of course, Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, tennis, and golf. And you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. The NHL draft right around the corner. And 
Our team of local hosts and draft experts are breaking it down with insights and analysis for every first-round pick. Subscribe to Locked On Islanders on YouTube and to Locked On NHL for all the latest breakdowns on the NHL draft and more. So make sure you join us for that, and I will be hosting uh, all of those events on draft day, so make sure you check that out. In the news today, the New York Islanders adding a couple of new coaches, assistant coaches. Two of them uh, got some pretty solid backgrounds. They announced that Doug Huda and Brian Weissman have been named assistant coaches. And Huda play, uh, coached with a Stanley Cup winning team in Boston in 2011, and he's got a, a decade-plus of experience as an assistant coach. Spent two years as an assistant with the Rochester Americans, which was the Sabres uh, farm club in the AHL. And then in 2006-2007, moved up to be an assistant with the Boston Bruins. Stayed there through the end of the 2015-2016 season. Did win that Stanley Cup with the with the Bruins in 2011. And then has spent the last six seasons as an assistant with the Detroit Red Wings. Now, who does name may sound familiar to you. He was an NHL defenseman, uh, played one full season and part of another with the Islanders back in 96-97, and then part of the 97-98 season, also played for Detroit, Hartford, the LA Kings, Buffalo, uh, Anaheim, Detroit, and then closed his career out with a couple of brief stints in Buffalo as well. And, you know, you get the feeling Huda will work more with the defense, maybe the penalty kill, uh, to get that work done. But certainly someone who knows the league, knows the players, and has worked in some very successful systems with quality coaches throughout the years, uh, you know, was working for Steve Iserman in Detroit last year. That certainly has to be uh, appreciated and, you know, a feather in his cap, so to speak. Brian Weissman, meanwhile, uh, an alumni of the University of Michigan, was a player there for four years, uh, drafted by that other team that plays in Madison Square Garden. Uh, in the 12th round back in 1991, but never played for the Broadway Blue Shirts. Bounced around the IHL and the AHL, played three games in the NHL for the Toronto Maple Leafs, all of them in 96-97. He was a center, but as a coach, uh, was an assistant at Princeton, and then with the Houston Arrows of the AHL back to the University of Michigan, where he stayed from 2011 till 2019, and he spent the last three years with the Edmonton Oilers. Now, the good news about the Oilers, power play, the offensive system, very dynamic, very high-powered. Now, obviously, it helps to have the players that you need in order to uh, run that system and run it effectively. But Michigan, uh, a proven winner in college hockey, one of the elite programs. I mean, the reason they call those lacrosse-style goals the Michigan 
is because Michigan players kind of originated that, and they are perennial Frozen Four contenders. And then Edmonton, we know what they did this year, uh, you know, getting into the second, uh, even, excuse me, the conference final in the playoffs. No, they didn't do well once they got there, but you get the feeling Weissman will help the power play and introduce a more uh, successful system there that hopefully will be able to sort of pick up where uh, the Islanders power play left off because they got off to that slow start and then really picked up late in the season and did much better. So those are the two new assistants, Doug Huda and Brian Weissman, and uh, hopefully they will be solid additions to the New York Islanders working with Lane Lambert and getting this Islanders team back to where we know they can be and where we want them to be, and that is contending, you know, making the playoffs and then going on a lengthy playoff run. Uh, pretty, pretty important that this team get back on track after the struggles that they endured last season and Hopefully, Huda and Weissman will help with that process. We have got more to get to on today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have our Islanders birthday of the day, and it's kind of an overlooked forward who had a a 36-goal season for the Islanders and was on all four Stanley Cup teams, although he missed the playoffs one of those four years. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got that and a lot more coming up. Some final thoughts on the draft on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And today uh, we are actually going to celebrate the 70th birthday. Former Islanders forward Anders Kaller. Kaller, a native of Sweden, uh, 5'10", 190 pounds, was not drafted, uh, had a pretty good career in the Swedish Elite League before the Islanders brought him over in 1979-80, played 76 games for the Islanders in his rookie year, that was the first Stanley Cup year for the Isles, 22 goals, 52 points, but did not play in the playoffs, but did play in the playoffs for the next, uh, Five years with the Isles, including the three Stanley Cup runs and then the reaching the finals in 1984 when they lost to the Edmonton Oilers. His best season with the Isles, 1980-81, 36 goals, 64 points, and a plus 24. His best playoff year, 82-83, when the Islanders won their uh, fourth straight cup. In 20 games, 3 goals, 15 points, and 12 penalty minutes. And Keller, you know, he he had offensive skills. And like I said, the 22-goal season as a rookie, 36 goals his second year. But he could also be responsible defensively and play well uh, in that role. So, you know, that is always something that you value. But uh, the thing about Keller, it was not easy for him. And most of those Swedish players, you, you go back to that era, 
when Swedes were first coming into uh, the NHL and Borja Salming of the Maple Leafs and Ing Hammerstrom were two of the first. But, you know, the reputation that Swedes had was they wouldn't be physical, that they skated really well, but they weren't tough or physical. And so opposing players really kind of picked on the Swedes, took liberties with them, uh, checking them into the boards and trying to intimidate them. Obviously, that was not always successful, and it certainly wasn't when you talk about Anders Kaller. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders. Uh, get your powder blue jerseys on because we're going back to Le Colisee in Quebec. November 30th, 1980, Islanders visiting the Quebec Nordique. And Chico Resch, the netminder for the Islanders. Michel Plas, the goalie for Quebec. And it was the Islanders on the board first. Anders Kaller, his 13th, unassisted at 12.35, one nothing Isles. A little less than six minutes later, the Islanders are shorthanded. Stefan Pearson off for tripping. And a shorthanded goal by Anders Kaller from Bob Bourne and Dennis Potvin makes it 2 nothing Islanders. And a minute after that, Bob Bourne at even strength, his 12th from Anders Kaller, 3 nothing Isles, and three points for our Islanders' birthday of the day in that first period. Quebec gets on the board. Michel Goulet is 7th from Jacques Richard and Dale Hunter at 10.58 of the second. That made it 3-1. to one. Then... The Islanders' power play goes to work with Peter Stastny off for high-sticking. Dennis Potvin is seventh from Brian Trottier and Stefan Pearson. Four to one, Isles. Richie LeDuc makes it four to two for Quebec. Uh, less than a minute after the Potvin power play goal, Robbie Fatorek, the only assist. After 40 minutes, Islanders four, Nordique two. In the third, Butch Goring extends the Islanders' lead just a minute 12 in. His tenth. Anders Kaller, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and Bob Bourne with the helpers. Then, a minute 22, uh, excuse me, a minute 24 later, Goring from Bob Bourne and Bob Lorimer, and the Islanders extend their lead again. A little more than three minutes after that, Kaller completes the hat trick, his 15th from Butch Goring. The Islanders at that point led 7-2. Jacques Richard scored a late power play goal with Bob Lorimer in the box. Peter Stastny and Dale Hoganson with the assist. But the Islanders skate away with a 7-3 win. And statistically, this was by far the best game of Anders Kaller's career. He had the hat trick, two assists. That's a five-point night. He scored three goals on five shots, was a plus-six and one of his goals was indeed a shorthanded tally. Clark Gillies had six shots on goal, but Caller second on the team in shots in this game. 25 saves for Chico Resch. Islanders out shooting Le Nordique 32 to 28 in this one, but winning it 7 to 3 off a very strong performance by uh, Anders Caller. He is 70 today, and he is our Islanders' birthday of the day, a player that, if you don't remember the dynasty years, kind of maybe gets overlooked, but really, if you saw him play, you would understand and respect the talent, the skill, and the, the hustle that Anders Kaller brought to the New York Islanders 
during the dynasty years. Really eager to see how the draft plays out. We're one day away, and I still have a, a strong feeling that Lou Lamorello may trade this pick for some short-term help. I don't really uh, think that that's necessarily what he should do, but I think that's what he will do. But whatever the decision is, no matter who they draft or whether they make a trade, we'll have it all covered for you right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.